0: Hello and welcome to Daylight is Mine, episode something. We have interview with Jamie Kim, who has written a book called How to Read for Fun.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay. Thank you for coming on to the podcast, Jamie. Um, now we can stop pretending to be so formal. I'm not usually anywhere near this formal. Anybody can go to the rest of the feed. It's just me talking about whatever. At the beginning of the
1: okay.
0: <laughs> um. Okay um yeah tell us a little bit about yourself so like you've obviously written a cool book how to read for fun i just finished reading it um yeah and that is, that is not related to the question the question is like what is your life like growing up in colorado what's like your brief life history
1: my brief life history so i was born and raised in colorado always love to read obviously but beyond that um I'm a diver so I'm springboard diver for club and school and I like math not as I'm not that great at math but I like math physics econ um a bunch of humanities stuff outside of school I also paint play piano love to go on hikes with my dog um so yeah I'm here now
0: (laughs) yeah your dog he was there just a second ago
1: yes he was
0: (laughs) yeah nice okay cool um okay cool history um what is yeah what made you want to start writing hard to read for fun from the beginning
1: so in the very beginning it was like one or two years ago and i had just finished dinner with my parents um and we were talking and we were kind of just like well my dad was like jamie you read so much like why don't you write your own i was like no like obviously not that's so much work um i don't have a story idea um so yeah that was like a month before i actually got the idea of how to read for fun um i was actually at dive practice and i was talking to my friends about this book i really loved i'm forgetting which one but um (laughs) <laughs> we were just standing behind the boards waiting to have our turn to dive. Um, mm-hmm. and my friends were like, Why would you do that in your free time? Like, what what are you doing with your life? <laughs> They're like, Why would you ever read um when you don't have to? And I was like, Well, it can be fun, you know? So then I went home that night and I was like, How to read for fun? Maybe, maybe this could be an interesting topic. So yeah, I started writing and yeah. <laughs>
0: Hmm. something that's interesting about you mentioning dinner is that like at the very end of the book in the acknowledgements you like thank everybody and you thank your parents and you're like thank you for that very eventful dinner and I like mm-hmm. wrote down then tell us about the dinner because I wanted to know what dinner <laughs> you were talking about and if you didn't I have like a note here that like if you didn't mention the dinner well I was gonna be like what dinner explain the role of dinner <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. um yeah I I can elaborate on the dinner so yeah pretty much it was just kind of like my parents you know classic Asian parents. They wanted me to do yeah. something cool. And they were just like, you need to do something. And I was like, what do you want me to do? And they were like, well, I don't know. <laughs> we were talking about we just started talking about books and reading. Um and even though like at the time it wasn't a very pleasant dinner, um, looking back on mm-hmm. it, it was definitely something that was necessary. And it kind of like it's kind of like nostalgia almost. Like so it was so long ago that we like I didn't have so many things like on my plate yet it was just kind of like Mm. um, my parents want what's best for me like this is a discussion like a family discussion on my success but so yeah
0: (laughs) Mm. interesting huh did your parents like chill with those conversations like in the two years going forward where you were like writing the book or
1: um if i'm being completely honest that was the last conversation we ever had like that was anywhere near it um after i started writing they just like dropped out of my academic life like they just stopped caring well obviously they cared but they knew they knew i like had it covered almost so Mm. they just stopped asking and then i just like update them every once in a while yeah
0: interesting wow (laughs) Is that like expected behavior or were you like surprised
1: Um, definitely not. I was really surprised, but very appreciative because it kind of gives me like independent leeway. Like everything I do is for myself now. Um, and my Mm. parents just kind of sit back and relax and watch, which is really nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That is, that is very funny that they actually chilled out after you started writing. I guess they actually did just have like a precise thing that they wanted and you (laughs) did it and it like benefited both of you. That is like ideal. Maybe that's like ideal parenting. (laughs) Mm. I see. Um, I'm also curious because, yeah, the story that you just said made it. Yeah. So at the end of like the acknowledgements in How to Read for Fun, there's mm-hmm. a book like reference in the references. There's like an article or a book called mm-hmm. How to Read for Fun by Karina Mercedes Martinez.
1: Can I go grab a copy so I can look what you're looking at?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I will run and be right back.
0: Wow, I've never seen a physical copy. To so I'm very excited to see whatever she has to show me, and I will pull up my copy on my phone because I got an ebook. Hmm. What else shall I say while we wait? Computers are cool. My name is Space. The real question is, how far away in her house is a copy of her own book? <laughs> okay, I guess it wasn't that fun.
1: Okay, um, let's look. How do we? I think I know what you're talking about. It was, um, oh yeah. So this article, it was okay. So the way I found this article was I was looking on Google, um, and I was, like, I was, like, is there, does such a thing exist as how to read for fun already? Like, am I late to the game? Um, and I came across this article, and it was pretty much, like, it's, it's basically what I write in UGG reading versus regular reading, um, in that chapter, but it was, like, it was, like, a two-page article, and I was, like, this is not enough, and she, like, talks about, um, the The reason why I reference it is because, like, it carries over some of the same ideas that I have in that chapter. um. And I did not want to have any, like, overlap, plagiarism, anything like that. So I just put it in my references. But um, the reason why I – hold on. I'm losing my train of thought. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. This yeah. article is pretty much – it's kind of what I wanted to say in that particular chapter but you kind of wrote it like um, what we were trying to avoid in that chapter. So I wanted to put those same ideas into my own writing um, and Mm -hmm. carry them over in a way that would be more like accessible to my audience.
0: I see. What do you mean by way in that you are like trying to avoid?
1: Um, Yeah. So it was kind of like, it, it was like, sorry, can you elaborate?
0: Like, yeah. Like, like you said, like the, Martina's version put down the ideas in a way that we were trying to avoid. I'm curious what you mean by we. Do you mean like your editor? But I guess I'm curious what you um, mean by like avoid.
1: I meant me as in like, we as in like kind of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Royal we. It
1: yeah. was like the idea that you should read for fun um, and try to like distinguish it from work reading but she the yeah. way she kind of wrote it was in this article. It was it was just like a really quick article on like her main literary page. I'm not exactly sure what it looks like right now cuz this was a while ago. But um yeah, it was kind of just written in a way like kind of offhand. It was just like, yeah, reading is like this kind of thing you can do. It was like it was like a very brief mention. Um yeah. so I just yeah, I wanted to incorporate some of what she said, but I wanted to put it in like the way that I wanted it to be said,
0: I see, okay, so you so you already had like the title in mind before you found that,
1: oh yeah, this was like way, um, like it was after I'd actually written the chapter, um as mm. I was going back and researching, doing like more edits, I found this article, and I just wanted to stick it on there,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hmm. I see fascinating, okay, I thought it was the namesake, I guess it's not like you know like a catcher in the rye or something like it's not like a title that like somebody will come up with once and then every other time it's like definitely not a coincidence if you cover the mm-hmm. same title How to, yeah I I can see how two people would come up with the same title by <laughs> yeah. coincidence yeah um yeah hmm. how many like how many passes of editing did you do this is like kind of out, out of order but mm.
1: um so I wrote the way I wrote the book was I started in the middle and then I kind of built off the middle. Um okay. And I kind of went and edited as I go. But in the end, I think I edited like four or five times. I definitely mm-hmm. did want to edit more um, just because I'm kind of a perfectionist, especially when it comes to writing. And there's always stuff to be improved, obviously. But um yeah I think the number of times I went over the book itself was like four or five which was easier Mm -hmm. because it's a pretty short book so I could get Mm -hmm. through it in like a day and stuff so yeah
0: what do you mean get through it like reading it
1: like get through by reading editing like go through the whole text and edit within a day
0: oh oh really wow wait wait What, what sorts of edits are you like able to do in a day like grammar edits or like
1: um yeah, yeah definitely like, near the end. Near the end. Um so yeah, my first round of editing probably took like two weeks. It was it was a lot. But yeah, near the end, it was mainly just typos, grammar edits, like sentence structure. So yeah, I could get through those in a day.
0: I see. What were the what was like the edits in the first two weeks version of editing?
1: Um so yeah, the way I wrote this again was like middle and then going back. So I like hmm. rearranged chapters, rearranged paragraphs, try to make things make sense. Um, it was kind of just like a rewriting of the book itself almost.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So it was pretty intensive in that first round.
0: <laughs> yeah. Does the original version exist anywhere?
1: I think... If you go, so I I actually wrote this book on a Google document, so it's definitely Mm -hmm. there in the history of the Google document. Um, It's kind of cursed, so I don't really want to go back and look at it, but (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Really? Is it like terrible by your own standards?
1: By my own standards, it was definitely unsatisfactory. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hmm.
0: Interesting. So you didn't have an editor?
1: Um, I did so um, the publisher that I went with Luminary Press they actually like it's like a whole package deal like I get an editor a designer of like publication assistant marketer like all that um,
0: stuff. interesting
1: mm-hmm.
0: I see but you still had to do edits what did your editor do So pretty much,
1: what um for this process, I'm not sure exactly how it is for different ones, especially like fiction books. But the way my editor and I did it, so I would send her a Word document, um, and she would pass it back to me in like a week or so, and it had a bunch of suggested edits, typos, like, um, we we didn't go very heavy on developmental editing, so I kind of had to cover that all myself. But yeah, she would send me a lot of edit suggestions and then I would go back through and decide whether or not to implement them.
0: Yeah. What do you mean by developmental edits?
1: Yeah. So the way that book writing editing goes is it starts with the most heavy, which is developmental. So that's kind Mm. of like rearranging paragraphs, taking stuff out, rearranging chapters, like changing Mm. kind of the meaning of the work as a whole. And then mm. it goes into copy editing and proofreading and editing and that kind of stuff. Um, and that's mm. like the more um, like classical editing, I guess you would say. Um, it's where you're changing like word, like synonyms, um, like sentence structure, typos, periods, sentences. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'd be curious if so. So that first, like, cursed copy that like lives in the history of your google doc if you think you gave it to like your target audience do you think like what what sort of effect do you think it would have do you think it would like have the intended effect
1: i feel like it maybe would but i also doubt anyone would read it just because so like the content is the same but it's structured in a way where it starts without any like prefacing or any like context so it would just kind of like that first cursed document it didn't have the understanding why chapters so it would be i really, see yeah people would be learning how to read for fun without knowing why they would be reading for fun so yeah. i don't think it would be nearly as effective
0: i see totally yeah okay okay yeah okay so now it might be a good time probably should have done this at the beginning to like go over can yeah can you go over like the um I guess like the one second pitch of like the book if it's like not already clear in how to read for Fun" um as the title and like each section of the book um so there are like five sections um yeah could you go over like what each of the sections are for like what like the overall message of the book is um
1: yeah, yeah. um yeah so the overall message of the book kind of goes back to the like the origin story of like my dive teammates not wanting to read um so Definitely how to read for fun basically is just a little guide on like getting an introduction to reading for fun, why you should do it, when, how, um, and how to like actually enjoy it instead of it being like another reading assignment. Um, so going back to like each section of the book, um, the preface is just kind of like Whoa. a note to me, from me to you. And it's just, it kind of like provides an aspect of humanity almost um, because other than that, like, why would you listen to this random high schooler telling you how to read for fun, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, understanding why I think is the most crucial chapter. It kind of goes over, like, how reading for fun can benefit you, what what it can give you, um, like, why you would do it in the first place. And then the second chapter is how to separate a reading from reading, which is essentially distinguishing school and work reading from the reading that we're going to be trying to doing. Mm-hmm. We're going to be trying to
0: do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hashtag professional writer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but you, yeah. you
0: didn't do the, uh, the, ed- the edit on that sentence, so it's okay. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Definitely> yeah. <not. laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so it, it's kind of defining what reading for fun is almost, and then the approach is almost like the most technical chapter, I would say. It kind of just gives you like a step-by-step way to like start approaching it like what you actually need to do how to do it um making time i that could technically go under the approach but i wanted to make it a separate chapter just because i feel like that's like the biggest struggle especially for Mm. our generation in trying to read for fun no one has time anymore like there's no time to do anything especially sit around and read a book so um yeah i especially wanted to address that And then finding good books, I think this might be the most helpful chapter for people who are like actually starting to read um, on their own time, because it's like, it can be really overwhelming to start trying to read for leisure without knowing at all where to start. So in this chapter, I kind of provide like a genre list, like what to do at a library, how to guarantee yourself a good book. Um, And then we also go into audiobook versus ebook versus hardcover. Um and then yeah so the last chapter is my favorite it's romanticization
0: oh so, my go- my favorite as well yeah hundred really,
1: percent
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, really, really really like yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> good <laughs> so it kind of just goes over a bunch of different scenarios that like essentially romanticized reading so you could be reading in your bed with the sunlight streaming in the window or you could be reading in the subway in between work and school um, and it's just a bunch of different scenes to get you like really involved in the idea of reading um, it's almost like a Pinterest board but in writing um, and I thought that, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that would really differentiate from like the average how-to book because technically, You know how to read, like you know how to read for fun if you really wanted to. But I think thinking about it in this way of like romanticizing your life kind of helps add like an element of almost like life quality to it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It like brings it to life. Um, Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I wanna I wanna talk about the romanticization, but I don't know. I mean, you're already you're already like seventy percent of the way there. You wanna talk about the reference literature and the resources and the acknowledgements while
1: you're going through sure. it. So yeah, um, the reference literature part goes a lot into the finding good books. So every time I mention a title or mention a character in this book, I put a quick summary and like, um yeah a quick summary and like overview of the title in the back of my book so like for example rich dad poor dad like an insightful book that teaches its readers how to get rich and stay rich and then i talk about how popular the title is whether it has a movie adaptation and that's just kind of help to help readers like assimilate themselves into the like world of literature so it's just mm -hmm, it kind of it prevents almost like a I don't want want readers to get overwhelmed by a bunch of random titles they've never heard about before, especially in this book, since it's targeted toward beginner readers. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess it would have been useful to know, like, that the literature thing existed like while you're reading it. Um, Yeah. Because for me, it was just like a pleasant surprise once I got to the end. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's like a little note in the front, like next to the preface, but I can see. Oh, Really?
0: October. yeah wow okay it's oh oh you mean the the contents yeah 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 i just skip over the contents page i never read contents pages uh, yeah hmm. right yeah that's huge no but it yeah um yeah i said yeah 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 uh, right right after the two mom and dad mm. Are those is is mom and dad a, a reference to your own parents
1: yeah
0: <laughs> wow Okay, um, and then after that, um, there is. Oh wait, okay, wait. Actually, I do have a funny note about the um, reference literature, which is that like on one of the first references you want, I don't remember which one it was, but like you are like very enthusiastic about one of the books, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, is she going to be like equally unenthusiastic about? the Grapes of Wrath, which she like has already said that she dislikes and like flip to the Grapes of Wrath and you're like very like formal and like oh okay yeah that's
1: fine. Yeah I tried, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to be relatively neutral um in the reference literature although like my passion for some of the books does still come through um especially mm-hmm. because I already kind of hate on Grapes of Wrath in the book so I don't want to yeah. give it too much bad rap.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we did um we did briefly talk about Grapes of Wrath before the call um,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think you quite got into why you hate it. Uh, yeah, why do you why do you despise it? Outside of yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't want to say despise because obviously the there is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there is value to the work. There's like thematic elements. There's morals. Um, there's a bunch of things that you could credit to the work, but I think, um, especially as a piece of fiction literature, I did not enjoy it. Um just because it's not engaging at all. It's the story about this family and like the Dust Bowl era traveling across to California. Um and there's and I I'm not a huge fan of classic literature in general, but I feel like with Grapes mm-hmm. of Wrath, it was especially difficult to stay motivated and like engaged. Um and that could have been due to a bunch of different things, maybe like the plot line as a whole, like disengaging characters, um and just like the style of writing in general. But yeah, it's definitely one of the books I've enjoyed the least in my whole yeah. reading career.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here, I agree. Um, I would, like, never remotely get close to finishing A Grapes of Wrath if I was to read it today. And But at the time <laughs> I was doing, I had, like, specific amounts that I wanted to read each day. Uh-huh. So I have, like, extremely vivid memories, like, burned into my brain of, like, me, like, reading as fast as I could The Grapes of Wrath <laughs> and just, like, desperately <laughs> wanting to get to the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I have, like, two memories of the actual book. Do you, do you know when you read it, like, how old you were?
1: I was, it was a while ago, like, I think four, maybe even five years ago.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, We there's a chance we were reading at the exact same time. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, for me, it was also, like, four or five years ago. Um, so I have, like, two memories, which is, like, them leaving. I remember being shocked that they would work for, like, in the, like, dozens of pennies. Like, I, I couldn't find yeah. that at the time. <laughs> um and i remember like near the end of the book somebody giving birth like near a tree and that's that's all i have from, from i do the
1: book. not recall that scene okay, <laughs> okay. but i feel like um, that could definitely be in it
0: <laughs> yeah well what do you remember from it? do you remember a lot
1: Um, I not necessarily all all I remember is like the connotation it left in my brain. But yeah, I remember there was a truck and a bunch of like people sitting in the back and it was like hot and gross. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And they got to California and they started working at these like camps and stuff. Um mm. and yeah, it just it feels like a fever dream if you like think back
0: on it. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Um, but that's like a big point about how to read for fun, right? That you like like each book you read is like a life. Um Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and like escapism. Um mm-hmm. and so like yeah, it's like you're like remembering your old life in like the same way that like remembering like where you were and like what you were doing when you were five years old, and it's like bizarre to think that like it <laughs> actually happened. Yeah. Um yeah. I oh and I'd like to say a note about the romanticization chapter. Um yeah, it is just like yeah, it was just like really gorgeous. It was just like the the like images were just like really nice and sweet and emotive. Um Thank you. yeah. And yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. First, first chapter. <laughs> um I am um yeah. Mm, okay, and then you get on to acknowledgments.
1: Mm-hmm. Um yeah acknowledgements. It was just kind of a place for me to put everyone that's kind of influenced me throughout the um process uh, yeah, the final note to authors I think was definitely needed because especially like just looking back at the reference literature, like they're the ones that kind of like my whole book essentially is me telling people to go read the literature that these yeah. authors have written, so yeah yeah,
0: a hundred percent um. Yeah, did you do you think your diving friends I didn't know the story about diving until half an <laughs> hour ago, so I didn't know to look for it. Are they are they in the in the acknowledgements or not quite?
1: Um, no. I did not separate like I did not put them separately in the acknowledgments just because um I don't know. I feel like a lot of different groups of people have helped me like a mm. bunch throughout this process. So yeah. Um, yeah, I actually went to camp at Penn this summer. And that was when I was doing like the really heavy developmental editing. And I was just like freaking out and I wouldn't go out and like I wouldn't go to dinner. I would just be in the library, like trying to figure this out and get it done. Um, but yeah, the friends who supported me through there. Um, yeah, the diving friends were definitely the initial spark of like, oh, I should do this. But I have a bunch of friends who have really helped me and made this process possible. So
0: yeah yeah so just like take up half the book if you were to list all of them
1: yeah for real
0: <laughs> yeah yeah okay um okay um okay do you um okay I have like a bunch of questions about like writing um <laughs> yeah do you have so like your like book is like written inside of a google doc do you also have like a huge like planning document with like planning info and like where you want stuff moved around or is it like the same document or how's like no. had mm, <laughs>
1: i can actually show you this it's i taped this on my wall like a third way through my reading process through my writing process and it basically it's actually something i learned in AP Lit. it's called space cat um and it's where you write the speaker purpose audience appeals choices and tone of a literary mm. work um and i thought maybe like writing that down would kind of be helpful for me as like a writer as opposed to a yeah. literary analyst um and yeah I kind of I kind of wrote that down because I was at a point in my writing process where I just didn't know what to say anymore like I started this book with the intention of getting people to read for fun but it was really difficult for me to figure out how exactly to do that like what do people need to hear what would be most beneficial what will not bore readers to death which I'm not entirely sure if it succeeded but you know um yeah, so it definitely was very difficult for me to figure that out. Um, I kind of, when I first started writing, I just opened a blank document and just started writing, like, straight mm. into, um, I think it was Making Time, <laughs> like, the chapter of yeah. Making Time. Um, and then every time I would get bored or I couldn't write anymore, I would go and write, like, a piece of the romanticization chapter. Almost Interesting. as
0: Interesting. Like, like,
1: yeah. Almost as a reward for myself because it's kind of a really different kind of writing, like descriptive mm-hmm. versus like how to. Um mm-hmm. yeah, in terms of planning document, I did end up making a separate planning document with like a tentative table of contents um and a separate document for the actual writing, but in the end it ended up all getting changed and yeah, that little printout I think is what helped me the most.
0: Yeah, that is fascinating. Uh, have you ever written yeah where did you get your like wheels like your like training done in like writing the stuff that is like in the romanticization chapter because mm, yeah yeah like did you like do a bunch of creative writing as like a kid or
1: um so yeah I actually I've never been officially like trained in writing I guess you would say just the stuff mm. I've learned in school um I did mm. go to a Stanford camp in like freshman year for expository writing Um, which is kind of like the rest of the um, book but romanticization so yeah I've always loved to write Um, I wrote like a 300 page like fantasy book when I was like 12 but it was (laughs) but it was terrible so it never went anywhere but um... (laughs) but yeah so just like that kind of descriptive writing is almost like a little break for me because as much as I wanted this book to get out there and, like, be a message, it was almost like a test of my personal, like, abilities.
0: <laughs> to, to do descriptive writing?
1: To do, um like, expository, like...
0: Expository. Just,
1: and just, like, get a book out there, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Tell us about the... 300 page fantasy please what (laughs) what was it about what was the inspiration why was it terrible
1: so um maybe it wasn't 12 it was it might have been even younger but it took me it was pretty much just like word vomit it was like a bunch of it's like a compilation of dreams and random ideas that I had like I had like seven (laughs) different main characters and they would all be like a little troop and I'd forget about some of them so I had like this (laughs) I had like this list in the middle of my book of like just in case you forgot here are characters that are still alive um and it lists wow. like literally the names of them um and yeah I think like the main plot was that it was kind of like a mix of divergent and like this random fantasy and it was like um so everyone gets assigned to this this like school and yeah. they ditch the school and they they go on like this quest um and there's like this dragon that lives on type of this ice lake and they have to like get something I can't even remember it's like actually the yeah it was just a fever dream just word vomit um wow <laughs> but, yeah,
0: I... <laughs> did you successfully get to the end of the novel of like where you wanted to go or did it like unfortunately end I know.
1: I have no idea. I know I started writing it because in elementary, one of my teachers was like, they introduced me to NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel yeah. Writing. Um, yeah, so I started it because of that. I know I kept writing a couple months after. Um. So mm. I think maybe like February of whatever year that was. I don't know if I even finished. I know I never intended to go anywhere with it. It was just kind of a way for me to decompress almost. <laughs> mm so
0: yeah <laughs> yeah huh. that is that is fascinating um <laughs> yeah but again yeah, no, I definitely relate to the like writing terrible fiction at young age thing um <laughs> yeah me me and my friend like recently uncovered like an old uh thing I had written in 2017 it's like terrible murder mystery and it's just like it's like it's like laughably like nonsensical like like, characters, like, show up and, like, like, for no reason, like, just no explanation in the story, like, no explanation why certain characters are evil, like, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, and it was, it was, like, incredibly fun to, like, read it and, like, make fun of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hunt, um, tell me about NaNoWriMo. I, like, have wanted to do it. It's been on my map for a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm actually probably the worst person to ask about that because that nano that first nano that inspired my horrible fiction novel, um, mm-hmm. was actually the last nano I ever did. I mean,
0: okay. the last
1: intentional nano I ever did. Obviously, like last November, I was deep into writing this book, but mm-hmm. um, I was not intentional about it. Like, it was just kind of like part of my pathway along this, like, creating the novel. Um, I Mm. do really like the idea of intentionally trying to write and, like, pretty much finish a book in a month. Like, I think that's something that can really help. Like, it's kind of – it kind of ties into the strategies I um, introduced in making time Um, Mm. because, it like, it allots a separate amount of time for you to write um, and, like, intentionally do that kind of, like, goal setting. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I'm curious if there are, like – part of the book, parts of the content of how to read for fun that like you knew were going to be included like right from the get-go and like bits that like you were like surprised by like figuring out while you were writing it or like you wouldn't <laughs> have, ex- yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, so I know from the get-go I started writing in the making time chapter because yeah. that's just what I'd heard from everyone. They were like, I don't have time for that. How do mm. you have time for that? Um, So mm. yeah, I definitely knew I wanted to have the making time in there um finding good books was the chapter I probably added the last um because mm. I hadn't really considered that people might not be comfortable or like familiar with a library because um, mm. like for me I go like maybe once a week just to check out new stuff and now I go yeah. more often now that I have copies of my own book in there um whoa
0: nice.
1: <laughs> yeah but um, so yeah, finding good books. I did, if I'm being completely honest, I started writing that chapter with the um ebook versus paperback section, um because I was tired of writing everything else, and I just wanted to write a new section. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was probably the latest edition. I knew that I wanted to add romanticization from the very beginning. I didn't know what mm. I would call it but I wanted it kind of to be like a compilation of scenes that make reading seem pleasurable. Um mm. yeah, so yeah, that was kind of like a big motivator in
0: my writing. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I I would note more generally that like the concept of things being like romantic in like that sense has like stuck with me. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I would like to say more of like the specific details of it is like vague Um, but yeah it is like nice to have like a new concept in my mind of like making like mundane things like really like meaningful and emotional just like through treating them as special or like viewing them as special yeah it's just it's it's like a lovely concept Um,
1: (laughs) thank you I'm glad that it came across to you
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah do you think that you hmm (laughs) <laughs> I I'm tempted to ask a what next question. My brain is like, you're not allowed to ask him what next question before you've asked like all the other questions you want to ask. But it's my podcast. <laughs> um, do you do you think you'll write fiction next, or like do you think you're going to write something next, or do you like hate writing now?
1: <laughs> I think honestly, I do need a little bit of a break. Um, but I do love writing as much as ever. I actually I have this thing called I call brain vomit. Um, no, it's mm-hmm. called brain puke. It's like a huge Google document where I just kind of it's like a diary slash journal. But calling mm-hmm. it a journal is kind of cringy. So I just <laughs> write yep. whatever in there. Um, yeah. In terms of writing in the future, I think I definitely will. Um, I think now that I've written something in the nonfiction genre, like I do, kind of want to like continue with that. Um, So I may, I definitely will like publish more books in the future or at least try to, Um, but I think they will probably be more nonfiction. I might also, I might do something more like the romanticization chapter, which would fall more under fiction, Um, like a kind of like descriptive scenes and like kind of a collage of those. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would want to read that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd i want to see a full length of, of that. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Which chapter was the hardest to put together out of all of them? <laughs> um,
1: I feel like, let me look. I think it was either of the first two. So either understanding why or- Interesting. Yeah, either understanding why or like separating UG reading from real reading. And I think the reason why it was so difficult was because they were kind of more technical chapters where I had to pull in like outside evidence and like try to assimilate that with my reading and um, I think especially the pressure on the first chapter was the hardest because it was kind of where I had to keep readers engaged which I don't even know if I was successful in the end but my goal was to kind of get it was like my first chance to get readers to keep reading um, while bringing in all those outside elements that were also true and also um, like relevant to the writing so yeah I think definitely the first chapter was hard but the second chapter was also very hard because it was really, um, how do I say it? It was really un, not uncomfortable. It was kind of weird for me to like critique my own education system (laughs) because that's like what got me into writing in the first place. But, um, Mm. yeah, I did truly believe that literary analysis in high school education right now is very flawed. Um, and I wanted to get that across in a way that compelled readers to not think of like leisure reading and school reading in the same way, which was kind of difficult for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hmm, yeah. I on in terms of like keeping the like target audience engaged, because like actually, yeah, I would like What is your like like from your own word like the description of like the target audience for the book?
1: Um, the target audience is definitely like young adults so students like us maybe even mm. college students just young adults that um it, honestly it could be anyone but based on like the like references i've used and like the biggest examples i would say it's definitely like our generation
0: yeah um yeah i i meant more in terms of like type okay yeah i i thought you were going to say like people who like want to read but like don't read oh well, um, like yeah. Oh, <laughs> um yeah um yeah okay yeah because I because I'm thinking like at like the heart of the book um there's like a central paradox of like Mm -hmm. if like people don't read then how will they read the book
1: (laughs) yeah for sure um yeah actually I have on my little write-out sheet it's it says overcome the paradox um oh really yeah here I'll show you it's right here (laughs) oh
0: nice okay I can't see anything the quality is terrible but that's so fun (laughs) I want to see it I I want to see at the end where the quality is going to get.
1: That's so cool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so essentially I do completely understand that I'm trying to get people to like reading by first reading a book that they might not enjoy. Um, Yeah. But the way I kind of like justified it in my mind is that you're never going to go on and like start doing something on your own time if you're not made to practice in some way. So like, for example, I'm a diver. Um. If you want to learn a front triple, there's no way you're going to get there without first learning a front flip. And the way I kind of thought about it was that if people want to read for fun, which is why they would pick up this book, right? Um, There has to be some level of motivation that we have to work with. So... The the transfer over from like, for example, like the how to read for fun article we were talking about earlier, the transfer yeah. over from a two page article to a 200 page novel is very difficult. Um, but maybe the transfer over from a 100 page smaller, like pretty light reading book to a 200 page novel is it, it bridges the gap a little bit better. Um, Just because like it's a physical copy, like it's you can like flip through the pages. Um, And I thought that was just kind of something that would be a nice little introduction to reading. And I understand that probably like shrinks my target audience a little bit. But it was just Mm. kind of the tool that I wanted to have out there for other people. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) I see. So that's how you overcome the paradox. Hmm. Do you think it's the case that like. Like if a if a like a hundred page book is like a smaller step than going from zero to one hundred zero to two hundred, then a fifty page book is like an even smaller step. Like do you think it would have made sense for you to like have written a fifty-page book or do you not think?
1: I feel like I feel like again, I feel like we have to start somewhere. Um and I think mm-hmm. I did not write everything that I could have in this book, but I tried to mm-hmm. keep it as like as necessary as possible almost. Um, I feel like a fifty-page book would have almost given off that two-page article feeling, and yeah. discredited the work as a whole. Perhaps like just something so short, like is it really worth reading? Especially if it's a book, like um. Mm. So yeah, I it's kind of like a gateway drug for reading. So it's like yeah. um, just something small that you can like dip your toes in, see if you like could handle it. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Do you think there's, like, anything that you really miss from, like, the stuff that you had to keep out of the book? Or were you mostly able to get <laughs> into the things that you wanted?
1: I have definitely tried not to think about that, especially because I published last week. I'm like, if I start thinking about that now, then I can't go back and change it. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely things I could have put in. Um, I, I would have liked to put in a little more, like, a of the romanticization aspect in, like, maybe the beginning of the novel. um, I'm yeah. putting more, maybe, like, maybe a chapter on, like, film versus writing, like, how the Hunger Games movie and the Hunger Games book. Like, I do talk about it sometimes, but I think that could have been useful, especially to the target audience. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure yet. I haven't really reflected on it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would. I would love to read that. You don't have a blog, do you? <laughs> you? You don't have a blog, do you?
1: Oh, um, no, not really. I have a book review um blog on Instagram, where I oh ma- interesting. Yeah, I mainly talk about um, like I mainly review books on there, but I do throw in a blog post every now and then. So, I guess you could call that a blog.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if the um, like film versus book thing ever came out in full on there. I would be curious to see that Um, (laughs) yeah the the extra content um hmm. do you um okay um yeah I was originally like throughout like most of the book until I got to the conference I thought you did the illustrations in the book Um, oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) I actually I was planning to do the illustrations myself But Mm. um, the reason why I didn't was mainly time constraints. Like obviously Mm. I wanted to write this book on my own and like do it. So it was kind of like a a personal project, Um, but I did also want to get it done before college apps. Like, Mm. you know, so yeah. yeah. And I'm also, I do like to paint but I'm definitely not that talented of an illustrator. So yeah, Yeah. James Chot is my illustrator. He's fantastic. Um, So yeah. (laughs)
0: Did you get him in the package as well?
1: No, we actually he is friends with my dad. So we arranged (laughs) something separately Um, and I basically I gave him like little I we started working together when I was at the beginning of my book. So I would send him sections of like tentative like paragraphs. And then I would be like, oh, so I want like a huge I want a big picture with like huge bookshelves and someone looking with binoculars up at the ceiling. Um, and then he would he would make it come to life. It was crazy.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that does sound very fun. I imagine it would make you feel very powerful. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I see. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I have a few more questions. Um, this is this is like not an interesting podcast question as far as I know because I'm pretty sure none of the readers would know this. But I'm curious. Have you <laughs> read any Lemony Snicket or Alex Rider books? <laughs>
1: Lemonade. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> and I am not sure about the other one. What what titles yeah. have have they put out?
0: Um Alex Rider is a character and he's the name of the book like Harry Potter.
1: Oh, um, okay.
0: It's by by Anthony Horowitz. What's the most famous thing he's done? I think it's Alex Rider. Um he also did the Diamond Brothers. Hmm, new I've
1: never heard of those
0: interesting I feel like Alex Rider is like quintessential YA but whatever um yeah let me snick it um you've read <laughs> the series on unfortunate events
1: yes I have those were my favorite books in elementary literally so good
0: <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. very very good um yeah that is so fun um what do you yeah what, what are your takes on the, on the main characters of series on Fortune events
1: um sorry say that again
0: what are your takes on the main characters and, and plot lines of, of the books?
1: <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being completely honest, I forgot the entire book. But I do yeah. know that I love them. Like, I, I genuinely love them. My mom can yeah. tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, everything is gone except for the memory of the love. Yeah. Yep, um, pretty much. Understandable. <laughs> um, you didn't ever read um, the spin-off series, did you? Um, All the Wrong Questions?
1: No, I did not. I didn't oh, know man, that if you good.
0: ever... Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I actually, yeah, I read the spin-off series first.
1: Oh, um, really?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I'd heard of a series on Unfortunate Events until after I'd read the spin-off series. Um, yeah, which is fun. Um, yeah, so I, so I got spoiled at some of the Secret Society stuff, if you remember that. But okay, whatever. Um, Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, and I, and I have a list here of, like, the books that you say. This is, like, yeah, potentially just, like, super boring to all the listeners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I read, I read a list of like the books that you mentioned with that we have in common and like, you know, three of them are like, of course we have them in common. Divergent, Hunger Games, Harry Potter, also Hate You Give. Um, I really like that.
1: Uh-huh. One of my favorite yeah. books. So good. I,
0: I really, really liked it. Um, and I put another slash. So I'm assuming I left space for more and I'm sure there are more, but I didn't write them. Um, okay. Um, okay. Okay. You allude to pushing on reading as like being able to destroy your love for reading or like for a certain book. Has this ever mm-hmm. happened to you? Did you have ever have like a book or literature piece that you enjoyed that like got destroyed by being forced to read it? Or pushing um, yourself?
1: I think rather than a particular book, I think there've definitely just been times in my life where I just stopped reading like overall just because I just I had I I kept forcing myself to do it. Um so yeah I think the best example of this is when I first started my book reviews. Um for the first couple of months I was like happy it was fine I was just reading on my own and like writing a review every time I read. Um but then and I've had this re- blog for like 5 years now so this was a while ago. Yeah. But um there was a time like about a year in and I just wanted to stop reading because I had been pushing myself to keep reading so that I could keep like sending out reviews. Um, mm. and I just stopped for like a month or two. I was just like, this is so annoying. <laughs> like, I just want to enjoy the literature. I don't want to write a review about it after. Um, and yeah, so at school, I think I was forced to read, um, what was it the other Westmore, Moore, which I think I do mention in my book a little bit, but, um, mm. so essentially it's like two guys named Westmore. One is, um, they're both, they're both born like pretty similar, circumstances but one goes on to become like the super successful he's the author the super the super successful like prize winning author and like um worker I forgot what exactly he does but then the other one ends up in prison and he's just his whole life is kind of destroyed and it like goes down the drain um and it's like a really interesting like analysis on social justice and like how society can form lives, especially two different ones so that began so similar. Um and mm-hmm. I was forced to do that like maybe two years ago. Um mm-hmm. at the time I really hated it. And <laughs> I think a large part of that was because I had reading quizzes on it every week and I had to read like a third of it every week and I just really didn't want to do that at the time. But looking back like it was a fantastic book and I think reading it on my own time would have been a lot more enjoyable.
0: Yeah. That sounds sound like a really interesting book. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Hmm. Yeah, you're like bringing up memories of like when I used to want to publish book reviews every Tuesday and Saturday, I think was my goal. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but I, I started my blog in like August of 2018 and I started writing book reviews in January of 2018. So I had like a lot of lead up. Um, mm-hmm. so I was able to like do that for like three years or something um, wow oh I uh no that might be that might be a gross exaggeration I think it was I think it was at least two years um or that a year and is a half
1: impressive.
0: yeah um I don't think I have any book reviews still unpublished. I actually might I actually don't know huh That's oh, that would be sad hmm but okay <laughs> but the <laughs> um yeah okay did you do um what would you say for somebody who tried all the advice in the book and it didn't work (laughs) um
1: honestly I don't blame you um (laughs) (laughs) I really really hope that's not the goal but if you tried all the advice in my book and didn't work um I would honestly just say suck it up just start reading a book like (laughs) i'd be like hunger games go like just read the first chapter and if you absolutely hate it then maybe you really are like one of those people that just can't read but like i think i think at some point um there's a point when you just have to stop babying yourself and you just have to do it like if you even if you really don't want to okay Actually, no, that's a lie. If you really don't want to, no one's forcing you to read for fun. Like don't, don't, don't do it if it makes you unhappy. But if you really do want to read for fun and you just can't read for fun, even after reading this book, I would just ask people what their favorite book is. And if like three people say, say the same book, um, that's probably a good chance you will like it and just start reading, um, i mean i'm kind of repeating what i say in my book like read when you're not going to be interrupted like yeah but yeah just start reading just do (laughs) it just do it (laughs) yeah um but yeah yeah, of course if if you really just can't do it don't do it
0: Mm. i see do you think you know anybody like obviously don't like name them um who who you think like the whole book like wouldn't work on
1: wouldn't work on (laughs) um i'm trying to think through my friends right now (laughs) i Mm. feel like most people that i know that wouldn't be able to read for fun after reading this book wouldn't read this book in the first place
0: you know what i'm saying
1: so it's kind of like what we talked about earlier you have to have this kind of level of willingness um like this book is not targeted towards people who would never even like touch a book because then Mm. obviously they're not going to be able to get through this. It's for people who want to learn how to read for fun, um, but just don't know where to start, you know? Um, So yeah, definitely I have a couple friends in mind who, but I don't, I don't believe they would pick up my book in the first place. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Mm. Okay. Other. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any, are there any things that you regret about your book?
1: regret that's a very interesting question um honestly I'm pretty proud of what I've put out um I do think it could have used a few more rounds of editing maybe some heavier developmental editing but I think with the resources time and other commitments that I had um this is what it's going to be and I think it's I think I'm really happy with what I put out. I definitely, there are things I will be changing for the future, but um, especially as like a first publication, no regrets. I mean, no use in regretting things that are already out. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you mean things that you'll be changing in the future, like for like different books that you might write?
1: Yeah, so definitely if I choose to write and publish another book, um, I'm giving myself a lot more time because – the publication process is a lot more intensive than I thought it was. So Mm. I'll definitely give myself like half a year to a year to figure that out. Cause I tried to publish it in like four months, which is, you know, (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. In terms of writing, I might honestly follow my own advice a little better because I, when I was writing this book, it was very difficult for me to sit down and actually like start writing on the page some days so mm-hmm. I'll definitely try to um like mm, how to write for fun you know like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> how to keep myself engaged um yeah yeah there's definitely this process was a great learning curve um but yeah
0: yeah okay cool um and I think potentially my last question um yeah advice for people who are just starting to write, you know, someone who wants to pump out a book themselves, what do you say to, to those people?
1: Um, first of all, if you are trying to write a book, kudos to you, this is like a great opportunity and you learn so much along the way. Um, definitely, I know there's days that writing is just like the last thing you want to do um, and it feels terrible not to get to your book, um, on those days, but I think definitely there are days when you need to, like, let it rest and just let the ideas marinate in your brain, um, and I think also it's really important to have a plan before you start writing, because writing, just starting to pour your heart out on a paper without any really real, like, infrastructure, kind of, um, it's not a recipe for failure, but it's definitely not setting yourself up for success. So even if you want to start right away, um, I definitely say spend a day or two like thinking about what you really want in your book, like what content, where you want it. Um. Also, if you're planning on publishing the book, I would write your book blurb first. So that's the that's this part. Um, I would write that first. It's kind of like a thesis for your whole book. Um, and it also really clearly delineates like what you want your audience to hear from you, um, so yeah, it's kind of like an overall plan um and yeah, good luck,
0: yeah, awesome, cool. thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: <laughs> thank you so much,
0: <laughs> rad, bye listeners,
1: <laughs> bye. <laughs>